and welcome to this week's Dirty Tackle, your viciously light-hearted take on the world of football. And we bring you this week's show from outside the high security gates surrounding referee Alan Wiley's house. We intended to secure an interview with the man who dared to award a penalty in a big match at Old Trafford, but were instead greeted by detectives investigating the strange disappearance of the maverick referee moments after Saturday's top-of-the-table clash. The police continue to investigate the mystery, and we at Dirty Tackle are always committed to bringing you the juiciest scoops. So, while we rummage through Mr Wiley's bins, let's take a look at this week's Premier League ongoings. A fruitful week for Rafa Benitez started on Wednesday, after Liverpool trounced Real Madrid, further opening the Bernabeu door for the rotating Spanish saviour. But who'd have thought the Reds would then go on to humble Manchester United 4-1 in their own backyard. The cynics amongst us insinuated Man United were simply answering calls for a more tightly contested championship, allowing Liverpool a token victory to temporarily narrow the gap at the top of the league table. But the steam emanating from the furious Ferguson's ears suggested otherwise. The frowning knave was visibly outraged after Wayne Rooney was denied a second-half penalty, breaking Rule 14, Section C of the Premier League handbook. If a spot kick is awarded to the away team at Old Trafford, the home team should be given too. Ferguson's post-match tirade at his players was unbroadcastable, except perhaps by the BBC. But fortunately for our ears, Sir Alex refuses to speak to them. So instead, we only had to put up with Alan Pardew's sexual harassment metaphors. Match of the Day 2 presenters Adrian Charles and Alan Hansen looked uncomfortable and uneasy at the quip, with Hansen visibly embarrassed and Charles looking exactly the same as usual. Fellow presenter Gary Lineker was also in a strange mood on Match of the Day. After blatant simulation by Blackburn's Norwegian midfielder, Lineker threateningly named him Morton Gannett Pedersen. Strangely confusing unacceptable unsporting behaviour with a pointy-beaked carnivorous bird with no external nostrils. Easily done though, I suppose, when you look like a pointy-faced woodland mammal with large external earlobes. Perhaps it was simply a flashback from last year's Match of the Day Christmas party. It was a classic tale of three Davises at the Reebok as Simon lined up for Fulham opposite brothers Mark and Kevin. The away side poked themselves in front, but Kevin linked up with Mark to pull Bolton level. Black Sheep Simon put Fulham back on the road to victory when his low shot squeezed over the line. And Senegalese striker Diamancy Kamara, also related, snatched the decisive third in a 3-1 victory in Fulham's first away win all season. Another bizarre turn of events saw Arsenal score at the Emirates, not once, but four times despite Nicholas Bentner's best efforts to keep the score down. When asked for his reaction to yet another scathing I-didn't-see-it joke on last week's Dirty Tackle, Arsene Wenger replied, I didn't see it. Luckily for Arsene and regular listeners, we forgot to put one in. Groans rang out at the Riverside as Middlesbrough and Portsmouth took to the field for their chloroform-soaked relegation tussle. The home side dictated the pace, playing in slow motion in a bid to accommodate lumbering defender Robert Hooth. 
Pompey struck first, but Borrow replied with a trickle of half chances, courtesy of party piece Stuart Downing. Deep into injury time, an eerie applause echoed around the riverside as the hundreds of remaining fans were sent into rapture by Marlon King's late equaliser. Striker Alfonso Alves, one eye on the ball, the other on a move to sunnier climates, fluffed a glorious chance for all three points with the final kick of the game. In the most predictable game of the day, unspectacularly reliable Everton hosted dismal travellers Stoke, and the big news was that gangly scrapper Marlon Fellini has cornrowed his famous fluffy barnet. Unfortunately, we can't bring you the score, as Fellini's equally fluffy eyebrows rose to prominence and took our attention away from the game. Let's hope to see the big Belgian with cornrowed eyebrows next week. The Stadium of Light was cast into darkness as a miserable Sunderland lost 2-1 to illuminated Wigan. A bright game was overshadowed by Steve Bruce's post-match rant on the unfairness of the winter transfer window. Despite his grumblings, Bruce found time to praise his match-winning goalscorers Ben Watson and Charlie and Zogbia, who both joined the club in last-minute January deals. A point apiece pushed Hull a step closer to mid-table mediocrity and left Newcastle dangerously dangling above the drop zone. Michael Owen returned to the starting lineup in his farewell match before his next six-week injury layoff. The abramovich hiddink power struggle continues as to who is really in control of selection. With Carvalho and Deco returning to the team immediately from injury, sources suggest Scolari could still be picking the team. It was water under the bridge as Wayne returned to Stamford along with Sean Wright Phillips, while Robinho caught a glimpse of what he could have had in Chelsea's 1-0 win. Following Liverpool's impressive form, Harry Redknapp sought guidance from former Anfield benchwarmer Robbie Keane on his old boss's techniques. An inspired Tottenham won 2-1 at Villa Park with midfielder Didier Zakora at right back. Natural fullback Pascal Chimbonda was left out of the matchday squad, sparking speculation that the whiny Frenchman is chasing another dream move to some of the club. In this week's Monday Night Misery, West Ham and West Brom forced supporters to flee east, as they created a tidal wave of footballing despair in a dreary scoreless draw. The real headlines in this week's Champions League matches went unreported, as Bayern bombarded Sporting Lisbon, smashing 12 past them on aggregate, and a five-star Barcelona destroyed Lyon at the Camp Nou. Instead, it was all about an uninspiring United, goal-shy Arsenal and sporadic Liverpool. A draw in Turin was enough for Chelsea, but victory on the night was snatched by the hands of sneaky keeper Gigi Buffon. The Juve stopper clawed Drogba's dipping free kick from behind the line. Despite guiltily over-protesting his innocence, the naive officials were fooled by a display of acting so bad that shameful divers all over Europe cringed with embarrassment. We've been working overtime to produce our ways to improve the game to try and compete with Sepp Blatter and Michel Platini, who seem to consistently churn out half-baked strategies. But this week the snappy aristocrat has trumped both us and the bolding Blatter. 
after Platini reiterated his belief that goal line technology is unworkable. The UEFA top dog insists goal judges are the way to go, despite the continued risk of human error. Quizzed on if it was possible to recruit a genuine person with the natural ability to accurately judge marginal incidents, the Frenchman responded by suggesting Gianluigi Buffon as a possible candidate. This week's stories are already this week's chip paper, so we can bring you the best backpage ramblings our local fish bar has to offer. Raymond Abramovich will turn to ailing Newcastle manager Joe Kinnear as his search for a permanent Chelsea boss continues. Weary of butting heads with demanding high-profile managers, the Chelsea owner is thought to be impressed with Kinnear's willingness to step back from the actual running of the first team. A pre-contract is said to be in place, with a clause releasing Chelsea from the deal should Kinnear's health significantly improve. Newcastle hope to eliminate uncertainty surrounding their long-term management situation by putting together a special package for current coaching team Joe Kinnear, Chris Hewton and Colin Calderwood. The package includes a half-eaten sandwich, three rusty razor blades and a large bag of dog poo. After accusations that our verbal attacks on Newcastle United had gone too far, we asked a neutral party if it had got out of hand. Thankfully, Gianluigi Buffon told us it hadn't crossed the line. Squabbling Liverpool owners Tom Hicks and George Gillette have confirmed a takeover from Kuwaiti billionaires looks increasingly likely, with friction already beginning to appear amongst members of the Middle Eastern Consortium. Crystal Palace manager Neil Warnock is keen to take Lee Martin on loan from Manchester United after re-watching the left-back's impressive display in the 1990 FA Cup final replay. The Premier League has refused Manchester United permission to wear a World Club Champions badge on their shirts for the rest of the season after North Korean sponsors insisted the trophy had been won by FC Pyongyang. Roy Keane has signalled his intentions to return to management, popping up in Portugal to take a coaching session at expat haven SL Benfica. Keane hopes to follow in the footsteps of wandering tyrant Graham Souness, who impressed on his return from football exile in last month's FA Cup quarter-final draw. Middlesbrough striker Alfonso Alves, who cost borrowed £12 just over a year ago, may be on his way to Benfica in the summer, unless Gareth Southgate manages to persuade him to stay with the promise of first-choice championship football. The head of the Russian Football Union has hinted that the coach of their national team, Gus Hiddink, may stay on at Chelsea beyond the end of the season, as Abramovich's henchman looked on threateningly. Manchester City Executive Chairman Gary Cook says Kaka would have struggled to oust Stephen Ireland from the team if the Brazilian playmaker had moved to Eastlands from Milan, adding that the Arabian owners are more than prepared to pay £300,000 a week for an unused substitute. Stockport boss Jim Gannon has urged the club to move home games away from Edgeley Park before retracting the statement after being confronted with the harsh reality that they no longer had any home games. And finally, in an undecided issue which doesn't concern anyone, 
Dundee United manager Craig Levine is unsure whether to extend the contract of goalkeeper Michael McGovern, whose deal runs out at the end of the season. BBC rumours are yet to provide the answer. Like the great predictors of our time, Joseph, son of Jacob, Nostradamus and Michael Fish, here's what we predict the sporting gods will be screaming from the rooftops next week. After a bafflingly unpredictable last seven days, including Arsenal scoring at home, Fulham winning away and a penalty at Old Trafford, the madness will continue, with Newcastle to appoint a stable and ambitious manager, West Brom to hit goal-scoring form, Wayne Rooney to confess his love for Liverpool, and after an outstanding week for Rafa's Reds, patchy Liverpool to draw 0-0 at home to a stumbling Aston Villa. That'll be the full-time whistle, bringing an end to this week's show. But the Alan Wiley kidnapping case rumbles on. We understand the police have received a ransom note. Forensics have revealed that that note was made with extracts from the Manchester United club magazine and stuck down with heavy strength chewing gum. The document, which has not been made available to the BBC, demands an extra four minutes of stoppage time. But the police are still clueless as to who the kidnapper could be. Don't ask us, but that Mike Phelan chap looks a shifty character. Thanks for listening to Dirty Tackle, which has been presented by Samuel Green, co-written by Tom Field, and is a Brain Eye production. <laughs>